Well, Annie was the first to make me cry. <laughs> so um, thank you, Annie. That was a beautiful gift. And you have a beautiful singing voice. I pray that you use that for God's glory in the future. Uh, that song reminds me about how Christian community builds each other up. And we all are important uh, together as a body of Christ. And we all affect one another and build each other up. And so I give God thanks for that. Um, in a moment, we are about to hear God's word read for us today. And before we do so, let's pause to pray. Holy God, you are good. And your word goes out forth from you, filling the earth. We pray that as we would hear your word to us today, your spirit would open our hearts to receive it like a seed, and that it would be planted there to take root and grow into the fruit that you would have us bring to the world. We pray this in your name. Amen. The scripture reading today is um, Psalm 1, celebrating the saving presence of God. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither in all that they do. They prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of the Lord. So our passage this morning from Psalm 1 is about the image of a tree, primarily. And during this past week, I kept thinking about all the trees in my life that meant something to me. Like the first tree that I climbed in the backyard of my parents' house in Troy, Michigan, where the fence kind of came to a T, and this wonderful, beautiful, branchy maple tree stood there just for us four kids and Santner family to climb and become familiar with. What was the first tree that you climbed? I remember the first time I went to pick fruits. I was in uh, Cub Scouts at the time, around Halloween, and we filled up these bags and carried them back like treasure chests with such wonderful goodies from these generous trees. And I wonder if you've ever picked fruit from a tree. Have you ever been struck by the incredible thing that nourishment comes from something that so freely gives away what it produces. 
I remember recognizing for the very first time that trees can be uh, great shelters or protectors. My friends and I would take refuge under a huge oak tree from the hot sun after hours of playing baseball in the sandlot. Or when we treated them like umbrellas to escape the rain. I can recall so many beautiful trees like the Japanese maple that sits in the front yard of my parents' house and in the fall becomes this brilliant burning bush, so to speak. And how many of you have taken a trip down these wonderful New York roads in the fall to see the painted colors and the canopies around you? And perhaps, like me, you, uh, you grumble in that like late spring, early summer as, as the pine pollen is just like a fog that you step into every morning and it like becomes this accursed thing that makes you like snot all over the place <laughs> as you tussle with allergies. But I know it's a good thing, you know, the circle of life and all that stuff. And then sometimes it just like sits at the base of a tree or maybe in its branches and know that this giant was there before me and is there with me and will be there after me. In Psalm 1, this poet reflects on a tree as an image for life because, after all, trees provide so much life, not just in the, the oxygen that it, that it fills our lungs with, but the fruit and the shade and the shelter and the beauty and the comfort. Right now we're in um, a season of creation. We take time, we took time last year and this year for four weeks to just really reflect and celebrate with other churches around the world, the creation all around us, and give thanks to God who's this almighty creator. And it's a moment when we can, can allow our thankful hearts to express that gratitude. And so, we come here celebrating the beauty of what God has created, the wonder and its complexity and how life-giving all the world is. And one, one wonderful thing of how God created the world and created us is that we're so connected together. Connected enough so that when we look around the world and study it and celebrate and care for it, we're not only able to glimpse how things like trees physically give us life, but spiritually can be life-giving as well. Such is the case when the psalmist moves into talking about the tree to gain wisdom when considering human life. And so today, what we're going to do is reflect on how trees are a life-giving symbol of, of all human life. And I want to focus on how trees provide a word about just being who you are, about being nourished, and about growing according to who we are. So, being who we are, being nourished, and growing. But that sounds really boring and abstract. <laughs> so, before I go any further, I just want to jazz things up by throwing Pastor Stacy under the bus. <laughs> you did it once along the road, so, yes. But this might be the experience of, like, you know, driving over and then backing it up, because we're going to be here for a while. You know, over the past couple of years, We've had the privilege of Pastor Stacy being one of our pastors here at Linwood. 
And I think I speak for everyone when I say this has been such a joyful season over the past couple years. One thing you may have come to know about Pastor Stacy is that she loves the outdoors. And she loves the outdoors so much that she constantly wants to bring the outdoors indoors. She has wonderfully enduring qualities, like stuffing pine cones in her pockets. <laughs> Had to do it. Had to do it. Had to reveal the truth. Um, or bringing sticks into the office. And I, I once thought uh, that it was Amos who loved sticks that was bringing into the office for his own joy and amusement. But I really think it was Pastor Stacy that wanted it. <laughs> she has this terrarium in her office which literally is a fish tank with mossy rocks and sticks and grass and other things. And it's wonderful, and I stare at it every time we meet together on Tuesday mornings. And needless to say, during the last two years, I've, I've learned so much from Pastor Stacy about the things that I never knew were a thing, such as a terrarium. But by far, one of her, one of like her best things, and, and something I find endearing about her, is that she loves trees. And her love for trees is so infectious that when I was preparing for the barbecue, a couple months ago, and I was like chopping down like branches to clear out the backyard and maybe taking down a few saplings. Like, it caused me enough emotional trauma that I was considering calling my therapist. So, thank you. I really appreciate that. Because of this, I'm going to lump together the lessons for life that I think we can learn from trees into also being lessons of life we learned from Pastor Stacy. Um, some lessons we learned from Pastor Stacy Sequoia if you will. I'll give you that name. And just as an aside, I like looked up native trees to Nebraska <laughs> for this to try to find like a good tree to put at the end of your name. Um, of which there's like the she balsam in Nebraska or the sugar pine. But also there was one called the swamp pine, which I thought was awesome because of the fact that your name in German literally means of the swamp. So maybe that's more appropriate. <laughs> Pastor Stacy, the, the swamp pine. But we'll give you Sequoia. We'll give you Sequoia because you're a strong and wise presence among us. So, enough of the foolishness and the laughing. Let's get serious, people. <laughs> and some of the things that I think I've learned and we've learned over the years is from you is just to be ourselves in a vision of being nourished and also about growing to who we are. So, Pastor Stacy Sequoia taught us to just be okay with ourselves. A couple of weeks ago, I, I ran across this quote from a spiritual teacher called Ram Das, and I really liked it, and, and this is how the quote goes. When you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees and some of them are bent, and some of them are straight, and some of them are evergreens, and some of them are whatever. And you look at the tree, and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. And you sort of understand that it didn't get enough light, and so it turned away. And you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. And you appreciate the tree. The minute you get near humans, you lose all that. You're constantly saying, you are to this, or I'm to this. And that judgment mind comes in. 
And so, I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just the way they are. I love this quote, and I love how it's this spiritual practice, turning people into trees. Pastor Stacy, I know that you love spiritual practices, and I think this one was perhaps created for you. I also suspect that you've been turning us all into trees for the past couple of years in your mind. <laughs> and this is just the first time we've been able to publicly acknowledge it. But plainly, the practice of turning people into trees is just, it's just about seeing and accepting people as they are. And one of the greatest blessings about your pastoral self and just who you are as an individual and a follower of Jesus is that that blessing comes out and that gift is on display is that I can just be myself around you. And I feel like I'm not only speaking for myself, but everyone in this community. You're someone who invites us to be whoever we are in that moment when we encounter you, and that is a gift. Because each of us have passed through the front door of this church, or work, or school, or buildings, with the list of stories that have shaped life for us for better or for worse. The trunks and branches of our lives have gone off in different directions for reasons we had hoped for, or maybe for, for times in our lives when our hopes were dashed. And we walk around knowing that there are not a lot of places or people in the world where we can be able to show up and just be accepted for how we are. And so it is a joy to experience that gift and that presence when someone can make us feel like we belong and we can be who we are in that moment. A spiritual gift from God that I celebrate in you. And along with that, there's this funny image that, that comes to mind, especially as I'm looking out at all of you, that each of us alone is this interesting, unique, eclectic tree, perhaps. And together we make up one interesting and unique and eclectic forest of trees. Right? The eclectic Linwood Forest, if you will, made up of different, wonderful, beautiful trees, each one unique, yet each one adding to the beauty of the whole. And I think God intended it this way. God made a diversity and variety of trees, all beautiful for a reason in the natural world, to show us here among us that it is good to celebrate the diversity and uniqueness that we have together. And so I celebrate this gift and thank you for sharing it with us and pray it continues to be a gift of life for you at Warwick and others to come. And that we learn that this gift shapes our life together at Linwood. And I pray that we continue to cultivate the gift that I'm naming here in Pastor Stacy that she's shown us by being able to accept and welcome people just as they are as they come here and make them feel that they can be just as they are, however they walk through that door. Second, Pastor Stacy Sequoia, this isn't getting old, by the way, calling you Stacy Sequoia, you have taught us about being spiritually nourished. In the psalm for this morning, the poet speaks that those who are happy follow God's law and are like trees planted by streams of living water. In the staff meeting this past week, you mentioned that this is the line that sticks out to you. You said something to the effect of 
The point that catches me is that God is constant in a life-giving stream that nourishes us. Over the past couple of years, you reminded us of God. You directed us to God in all life's moments. In the past, when I said, um, great job, Stacy, on that sermon, you'd say, thanks be to God. After tough meetings or rough services or some sermons I gave that I felt were just clunking along, you said, but I'm confident God is in control. Or I'm confident that even when we don't see things work out, God is still working things out. As a pa- our, one of our pastors, you showed up. Showed up in really good times like fellowship gatherings or concerts or youth events or dinner parties or worship, however. And remember the lasting phrase that you gave. God is good. As our pastor, you showed up. And you showed up in the hard times too, like at funerals or conflict where we wanted to run away or in other heartaches. And you said, God is still in control. Adonai Urei, which is Hebrew for God will provide. So another spiritual gift is that you reminded us of God. Another way of putting this is that you nourished us with hope. And hope is a good thing, for God is good and God is in control and God will not disappoint us. For God strengthens us with grace and sees us through anything with the Holy Spirit. And so we pray for you as you enter your new job at Warwick and for that forest of wonderful trees as well. May you continue to remind them of God and nourish them with hope. And may we here at Linwood continue this as well. And I see it among you as well. The ways in which we remind each other of God and the good times and the hard ones, that God is good and God is in control. Lastly, Pastor Stacy Sequoia, you have helped us grow according to who we are. Psalm 1 says, They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season. And its leaves do not wither, but in all that they do, they prosper. Over the past couple of years, I've seen you name people's gifts and strengths with boldness. And one of the greatest gifts that I think we've spoken about as pastors is being able to walk closely with people, close like a friend. And like any closer relationship, whether friendship or marriage, you get to see parts of people that they may not be able to see in themselves. And the thing that I I, I love, the gift that you have from God is that you see people for not just who they are in that moment, but perhaps what they could be and created for. You see gifts and talents and qualities in people, and you tell them about those things and lift them up and encourage them. And not only that, but I, I've seen you put people in roles so that they can flourish and grow like leaves on a tree. And again, I pray that this spiritual gift is something that you continue to develop and share. And it's something that we as a congregation and community continue to share. Because we've already been doing that. And it's a positive thing and a good thing to do. A positive one in which we're able to name the good things about each other. The unique qualities that make each of us different and beautiful and good. And I think that's part of the reason why God calls us together. 
so we can mutually support and encourage each other to flourish and grow. So thank you for being our pastor here, one of them, alongside me, working with leaders and working and living with us. Thank you for accepting us trees as we are, nourishing us in God, and also empowering us to grow according to what we could be. Thank you. We're sad to see you go, but excited for what is ahead. You're gifted and called to great things. And thanks be to God. And so what I want to end with is a practice, because you love ending with practices. <laughs> and I want to end with you coming forward, and, and don't worry, I asked her about this earlier this week. It's not something I put her on the spot for. Um, and standing around um, the communion font, or baptismal font, gosh, I went to seminary to learn these words. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get them right. <sighs> And for us as a Linwood family, a Linwood forest, so to speak, to surround you, place our right hand or left hand upon you and pray for you. And may it be a canopy of God's grace. And may it be a reminder for you that you are enough and that you are accepted just as you are. And may you be reminded that God is good and God is in control and not in the array. That God does provide. And may you be reminded that you are gifted and called in ways that are still growing and coming to be in you personally and as a pastor. And may this canopy of Linwood be a reminder that, that we will pray for you Thanks, y'all. You're always supportive. <sighs> that we will pray for you and that we love you. That we love you. So, would you mind coming forward to the baptismal font? And we will surround you. So, you all are welcome up, even those in the balcony or whoever. And let's just leave our pews. Back and also uh, at the pulpit if you need them. Let us pray. God, you are so good. You're so good for the many blessings that you give and so good for bringing us together, bringing together this unique, beautiful family and forest of faith. We are grateful specifically for Pastor Stacy, the beauty and giftedness of who she is as your child and daughter. We give thanks and celebrate all the wonderful things about her, celebrating who she is in her personally and personally. We pray deeply that you would set your Holy Spirit deep within her and surrounding her 
this day and always, praying that you would guide her in her ministry as she settles in and leads a people and a family of faith. We pray for her and for, for Zach as well as they enter this journey of life together in marriage. We pray for wherever she might go. Thank you for these rich years. We celebrate you and Pastor Stacy and the work that you do in and through all of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.